And we're live. So happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for making that time because I know Twitter never sleeps. But uh, how are you doing today? Hi, Mr. A. Are you there? Are you there, Mr. A? Oh, hey, sorry about that. Hang on one second. All right. The sound is good. Signal is strong. Okay, now I can hear you better now. Awesome. Can All you? Right. Okay, can you, can hear, you me? hear me? Yeah, I put some headphones on. Now, now I got you. Um, but yeah, happy Valentine's Day. How are you doing today? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing very good. Very good. Um, excited to be here. You know, it's been a while, so ready to get started. Uh, Sounds so good. Obviously, we're here today to talk about all what happened. I recently read a piece of your article in buying stock in golfers. And I wanted to know, are you actually the Warren Buffett of golf? <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I definitely enjoyed dabbling in investing in, in a tour pro, uh, Dave Coupland, uh, over in England. And um, yeah, no, not the Warren Buffett, but uh, maybe I'll, I'll, this is the beginning of a, a portfolio. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, from here based on. I'm um, oh, sorry, so what were you saying? Uh, I was just saying, you know. When he didn't qualify for the the British Open, it was a little disappointing. Not that I expected him to, but I just I was going to the event and I wanted to see him in person, and you know I was hoping uh, to see him even play well there. And once that didn't happen, uh, you know he was playing on the Euro, the PGA Euro Pro Tour, which is um, a step below what is the Web.com Tour in the U.S. Uh, the the challenge tour is kind of the web.com tour in yeah. Europe. And this is the feeder tour into that. So, you know, it's not like I could watch his tournaments or anything. I could follow his scores, but uh, I was hoping he would get into the open and, and I would get to see him. But, but even when that didn't happen, I said, well, it, it's still worth the story just because again, I ha haven't seen much out there about this. So, you know, it was, it was a fun year. It, it definitely, um, and I'm reinvested again, so hopefully this year is the year he'll, he'll make it to the Open. Hopefully I'll get to actually meet him in person. And uh, I'll certainly be following his progress again as the season goes along. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, obviously, this is quite an interesting experience. So what do you think was the, I guess, best or most fun part of this? Well, you know, I, I think initially... Um, it was really exciting to follow his scores and uh, follow his Twitter feed because he, he does a good job keeping everybody up to date on how he's playing and what he shot that day. And, you know, I, I said in the story that it's kind of like when you buy a stock that, you know, you check the paper or you check, not the paper anymore, it's 2018, but you check online and you check um, how how it's doing those first few days and you know you get all caught up and if it goes up you're all excited if it goes down you're like oh what's going on should i sell this thing and uh you get really into it those first few days few weeks and then after a while 
you kind of forget about it. You kind of just say, uh, okay, I'll keep an eye on it, but I'm not going to, you know, focus on it that much and just see. How yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. It was time. It, yeah, I got really interested when it got time to qualify for the British Open again. So I followed him uh, that week and he played pretty well, actually. He just, uh, you know, it's really tough. It, I think he was at a qualifier with about 80 guys for four spots and wow. you know he's made it through Appreciate that a couple times but uh the odds the odds are just stacked against you obviously so um it's very tough and um you know he didn't make it through and so from that point on i, I probably didn't follow him as closely as i did at the beginning of the season but you know he had some nice finishes he had i think he had five uh top sixes throughout the year he finished 15th on the the money list on that tour that doesn't Unfortunately, that wasn't enough to get him up to the the challenge tour for this year. But he uh, he'll be back on that tour again. He'll be trying to get into the top five this year, so he can he can move up. And um, you know, this is a guy who's had a few chances to uh, make it onto the European tour. He, he came close. Uh, I think it was uh, in 2014. He finished 38th on the money list on the challenge tour, and so he did actually get some European tour status. Um, he played in a few events. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of stayed on that other tour because he still wanted to, uh, finish as high as possible and that so he could earn full status on the European tour. So he's never quite made it up to the, the big, big leagues, but, uh, he's turning 32 next month and, you know, you never know there, there's definitely some late, late bloomers out there that we've seen in, in, in on all levels of golf. Um, you know, Jason Duffner didn't really get good till he was in his mid thirties. So. You just never know. You kind of keep working. You keep grinding, and uh, hopefully, we'll get to see more of Dave uh, in the in the next few years. Yeah, Gavin hopefully. on YouTube says hello. Hey, what up, Gavin? Um, just uh, can you do us a favor and give us a quick update on your air conditioner? What's going on there? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's uh, we're still in the winter here, as you know, I'm sure, and it's yeah. you know I haven't had to use it yet, but. The summer was great, no problems, no complaints. Uh, the air was working just fine. Uh, you know, it's one of those deals where you—I don't even know what you're really paying for. I do the same in the winter for the heat. I have a service contract. They basically come, they check it, they make sure it's okay. They usually find something wrong with it, so then you just have to pay them more money to come back <laughs> and fix Funny. it. And uh, honestly, you know, the air conditioning, as long as it's working, I, I don't. I don't even want to be told that I need to update or do anything else. So hopefully we can make it through another year this year and it won't, it won't break down on me and I won't have to uh, call them up and uh, pay even more money more to have money. them yeah, fix those, something. Those guys just like <laughs> to find something wrong with it. Or maybe, who knows, maybe they can exactly. break it in themselves and they're like, okay, now pay us to fix this. Here's a question from you. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Um, I'll, I'll give it to you and you can relay it. All right. Is there a way you can write a story about your air conditioning so that your work can pay for it? Uh, did you hear that? <laughs> I could write a story about my air conditioning so I don't have to pay for it? Yeah. So the work can pay for it. Oh, no. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anybody would want to read that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, another thing. Do you have any tips on how to identify who we should... Watch as the stocks rise. As I'm sorry, as what rises? 
as their stock rises. Golfers, right? We're still talking about golfers. We're still talking about golfers, golfers. yeah. Oh, well, you mean uh, just in general? I mean, there's certainly a lot of great young young players out there. Um, One guy I'm really watching this year is Bo Hostler. Um, I drafted him pretty late on my fantasy team. I actually had him for a bit last year, but he didn't get enough starts. Fantasy golf. Yeah, man. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Fantasy golf is... It's not great unless you're in um, a league with people you know and you actually draft a team and you keep that team for the whole year. So none of this like each week you have to pick guys because, you know, every week everybody's going to pick Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth and it's going to be the same guys every week. This way you have a team for the whole year, Uh, you know, much more like when you play fantasy football or fantasy baseball and – I, I do enjoy it. I have a, a team with a coworker, uh, Joel Beal, and uh, we had our draft uh, a few weeks ago. We had the seventh pick. We got uh, Hideki Matsuyama, which doesn't look that good now because he has he a wrist injured. injury. And I wanted yeah. to pick Jason Day, and he wanted to pick Hideki Matsuyama, and Jason Day now looks like a total stud again. So <laughs> kind of disappointed about that. But uh, at least I get to give Joel a hard time every time Jason Day plays well. But uh, we did get Bo Hostler with, I think, our last pick, maybe like in the 10th round. And, you know, he's he's a 22-year-old um, who most golf fans really know from when he was 17 years old. And he briefly had the lead at the uh, 2012 U.S. Open, I think, at Olympic, um, which was just incredible. He was a junior in high school, and he had the lead on Friday at the U.S. Open, and people were going nuts. And... Um, you know, so this is a guy who went to Texas. He was a superstar there. And, um, you know, last year he didn't have any status on any tour, but he ended up getting, I think, about 10 or 11 starts on the web.com tour. He made enough money to in just those starts to earn his PGA Tour card for this year. And so far, you know, the last few weeks, if you've been turned on the TV on Friday, you've seen his name right near the top of the leaderboard. Unfortunately, he's fallen off. Uh, on the weekends and uh, that's something he's going to have to work on but again he's only 22 and um, I I just think he's going to be a really uh, terrific player and uh, certainly someone to keep an eye on yeah definitely and I wish and I wish I could buy shares in him but (laughs) unfortunately I don't think he's he's offering the same deal (laughs) yeah yeah, probably not Uh, yeah but of course you do produce a lot of content so anyway you have any chance you have any advice for you other young content creators? Well, yeah, I mean, to, to me, and I, you churn it out as well as anybody. I mean, it, I think it's all about uh, churning out as much as you can, um, you know, not taking any breaks, uh, always looking for something, uh, you know, you can, and you can turn almost anything into content if you, if you find the right angle. So, you know, you just keep, uh, Keep looking for those stories. Keep looking for those angles. Keep coming up with ideas. And the more you throw out there, the more of a chance that something will stick. You yeah. know, I mean, I do a bunch of posts every day, but most of them, you know, just cycle through, go unnoticed for the most part. And, you know, you kind of, you almost get a little discouraged sometimes, but then it's all worth it when, you know, you do one story like this with, with um, on the buying the shares of a golfer and you get, such great feedback. So, you know, you got to kind of forget about the ones that, that don't aren't successful and, and kind of focus on 
And, and again, if you just keep uh, putting out that content, you're going to, you're going to find some, uh, some good, some ones that, uh, that work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey. So speaking of turning everything into content, did you follow the story or story? Yeah. Story of Logan Paul in Japan and also Lee McCoy. So let's start with Logan uh, Paul in Japan. What was the first? Logan Which Paul. one in Japan? Logan Paul. When he made that uh, vlog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, vaguely. I, I know he got, uh, I know that that didn't turn out well. I actually didn't know who he was. I'm in, maybe embarrassed to say. I, I didn't know who he was, but I know that was, that was, um, he didn't uh, get good feedback there. I, I don't really know much about it other than um, he got criticized. But Lee McCoy, um, unfortunately, uh, yeah, said some things on Twitter. Uh, didn't, and then ghosted. Didn't seem like the most gracious tour pro or, or more, you know, grateful for his fans, so to speak. And, um, you know, actually, Joel, who I work with, did talk to Lee yesterday and he gave his side of the story and he apologized. And, you know, it's unfortunate. He's he, he got a lot of criticism for for what he said and, you know, rightfully so. But he he, uh, he already deactivated his Twitter account um, yeah. and he he said that he that this is not him, that he, he doesn't say things like that. He can't believe that he even said it. So it's not, he, I was happy that – I know, I know. But I was happy at least to hear that he didn't he try to blame it. it on someone else. Yeah. yeah, he learned from it. He didn't try to blame it on someone else. He didn't say, oh, they, they took me out of context or, oh, that's not what I meant. No, he – he looked back, read his tweets, and saw how bad they sounded. And um, I, I think he, once he did that, he realized why he was getting all the criticism that he got. And, um, you know, you hate to make the excuse that someone's young. Obviously, you're much younger than him, and you would know better than this probably. But, you know, he, he might make a mistake. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you might make a mistake. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody does. And um, he realizes that uh, he made a mistake and he's apologized for it. And, you know, I, I'm sure we'll eventually see him back on Twitter and, and doing other things. But I'm sure when he does come back, he probably won't be quite as, uh, you know, yeah. speaking out speaking as, as he, he was before. Yeah. Uh, but his tweets are still content, though, right? Yep. His tweets did create content. Even if he didn't mean for his uh, tweets yeah. to... Uh, in the end game, become content. It kind of did because it got people talking. Yeah, it was criticism. Oh yeah, it's still, it's still people. Well, talk. yeah, no, that. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. And you know, we when stuff like this happens, when it's a more controversial thing like that, we always have a internal discussion on how to handle it. Yeah. And you know, I think Golf Channel maybe did the first post on it, and you know, because that kind of stuff. You hate to say it, but that kind of stuff does really well. People do click on it, and you know. So you, at first, you say, "Wow, we got to do something on this." We do, you know. You, you definitely think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I think um, we decided to at least reach out to Lee to get his side of the story. So it was a little different um, than just you know posting his tweets up there and just kind of saying what happened. We at least got his side of the story. Um, whether you believe him, whether you, you know, like him or not, at least we reached out to him, um, added that to it and, um, didn't just, you know, slam him 
without <laughs> uh, hearing what he had to say. Yeah. But but you're right. When you look back at those tweets, it's hard to defend him at all because yeah. they just sound so bad. And you know, you you think of how um, fortunate these guys are to make it uh, as a PJ Tour pro, or, or in his case, Web.com Tour pro, and probably will be a PJ Tour pro at some point. You know, these guys are playing golf for a living. Um, not that it's always the most glamorous, as I saw with the guy I invested in, but. <laughs> You know he's got a pretty good life, and to be complaining about kids asking for your autograph or your shoes or something—I mean, you know—you you, got to realize that that's going to look bad, especially when everybody looks to the example that Arnold Palmer gave for you know decades and decades of being so gracious to all his fans and appreciating them. And here's Lee McCoy, who you know <laughs> most.